Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 64. We're going to talk about the ready position and glove positioning and what makes sense for the different positions on the field. So before we do that, cleatedup.com. FP is the communication tool we want you to use. It will solve all your inter-team communication, player-to-player, coach-to-player, or across teams within the organization. Also has a great social media aspect to it, so cleatedup.com. Also, Nexair. Nexair is a Memphis-based industrial gas, medical gas, research gas, welding supply, and safety PPE supplier. With strategically placed retail locations, sales branches, and distribution centers throughout the southeast, Nexair is never too far away. They maintain centralized product warehouses to serve you better and be more reliable. Through our services, you can receive the products you need when you need them. Our fleet of trucks will get you the gas you need when you need it. If you're interested in any Nexair product or service or just want to talk through your options, please get in touch. Our customer care team at 888-639-2474 will help you find the branch or outside sales rep in your area. Please reach out to Nexair. They'll take care of all your needs. And Patreon. Please check out our Patreon.com page, patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. If you're in a position where you can become a patron and help support Everything Fast Pitch and Coach Prep, we would really appreciate the help. Coach Don and I are committed to keeping Everything Fast Pitch and Coach Pep Prep free. And the best way for that to happen is if you're in a position where you can become a patron and support us, that would be awesome. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch and you can see all the different options and all the different things that go along with it. So, Don, had one of our listeners reached out and was curious about glove positioning. His question was specific to the infield, but I want us to talk about it kind of around the whole field. So his question was, um, when he's watching infielders prepare to field, that many of them start off in some sort of a routine where as the ball gets to home plate, they're in a really low crouch and the glove is on the ground. No, I think that's... uh something that we can talk about because habits are, I think, important for us as players and to do things consistently is important. I know to me, glove positioning depends on how close I am to home plate. Right. If I'm closer to home plate, then the balls that are on the ground are going to be a lot more difficult for us to get to. So to start lower, the closer I am to home plate makes sense to me. Um, We always want to be mindful of how close we are to be able to protect our body, in particular our head. Right. To start low, I think, is a good starting point for, you know, maybe our corners. Further we are away from home plate, the higher we can start our approach. The shortstop and second base, to me, you know, with the the palm being up a little bit, is going to make it easier for us to go down to field that, you know, really hard hit ground ball. We're always also going to be able to, you know, come back up top to jump for a a line drive or something, you know, above our head. Again, that's one of those things where I think we want to establish kind of a consistency. And we always talk about kind of deciding what kind of competition level we're, we're engaging in. And that might also too, you know, come into play. Right. When I think, uh, you know, uh, Jesse, our listener who asked the question, you know, I I understand his concern or his, his thought, because to me, you know, I think if we exaggerate anything in our preparation to make a play, can that exaggeration can put us at a again, it's a it's always a trade-off. If I start off with my gloves super low and I'm I'm expecting that ball to be on the ground, starting off low kind of makes sense. But we know that not every ball that gets hit obviously is going to be a ground ball. 
And so if I start off really low, if my glove is on the ground and, and the ball gets hit someplace other than on the ground hard right at me, I think that it can be kind of counterproductive. All different kinds of challenges. So when we're thinking about our ready position and where we want to be and where our glove should be as we get ready to make a play, I think we have to take the whole picture into perspective, in, into account and, and have a perspective that's going to allow us to understand all the different things that could happen. To me, ready position and glove position in my ready position should mean just that, ready to go in every direction and trying to not set myself up to have to move before I can move. You know what I mean? Um, so if my glove is on the ground as the ball gets hit, and the ball gets hit in the air, well, then I've got to move my glove from the ground and get ready to move again to go after the ball that's now in the air. I think that the ready position and where your glove is set up should allow you to be ready to field every kind of ball that you should have to field from your position. So the idea of starting off with my glove on the ground, I think, is a potential trap. What I've always tried to teach, and this is for all the positions, you know, no matter where they're at on the field, is kind of a neutral position where my glove, as my body moves to my ready position, my glove would basically be like palm to palm, like I would have both hands out in front of me, palms facing each other, so thumb up, pinky finger down on both hands. So from that position, I can go go down quickly to the ball that's on the ground. It's equal. But I can go up quickly to that ball that might be, as you said, Don, coming right from my melon. Yeah. Okay. But part of that is tied into also what my body's doing in preparation. So that as that ball gets to the hitting zone, I want to be up on the balls of my feet. I want to be ready to move in any direction. I want to be balanced. I want to be dynamic. And I want my glove in a position where I can go up and down equally efficiently from that position. Does that mean that the ball might get scorched on the ground so quickly that I can't get down to it? Yeah, that's a possibility. But it also, if my glove's all the way down on the ground, it could get scorched at my head or above my head so quickly that I can't get up to it. Sure. So it's always a, a trade-off and always a, a balancing act. And that's why I say you might be, depending on the, the situation, is it a lead-off batter that I'm expecting a bunt? Right. Right? So I'm willing to come in closer and I'm not as fearful. It's opposite. You know, I'm a, I'm a third baseman with a lefty batter. I'm not as fearful of that scorching ball. But if it's the cleanup hitter, who just hit three bombs, you know, I don't need my glove to be dragging on the dirt and to be halfway up to home plate right? for that particular player. Right. So I think that that's going to dictate a little bit of, of what I'm willing to do. And if I'm fearful that I'm going to get hit in the head, I don't need to be in there close. Right. You know, well, so, or you don't need to be in there in there close and have your glove dragging as far away gr- from your head as it could possibly right. be. So I think the situation is going to dictate a little bit, uh, you know, where where I'm going to be. But if it's a bunt situation and, and I need to be down low, playing in a little closer than I might for the cleanup hitter. Right. You know, so and I think, and that, I, think yeah. I, I think what also comes back to Jesse's question, though, is so even if I'm a third baseman, so if I'm a third baseman and and my philosophy is that I want to be really low and close to the ground because the ball is going to get there quickly, there's still, I don't know what the percentage is, but I'm going to be willing to bet that probably at least 75% of the balls that get hit to me at third base, I still move before I feel them. Sure. So if, I, if my ready position has me super low to the ground and my glove on the ground, 
and then the ball gets bunted, well, before I make the play on that bunt, I'm going to pick my glove up, I'm going to pick my body up, I'm going to run forward, and then I'm going to lower my body down again. Yeah. So the whole idea of being totally committed to really low glove on the ground, I think that's kind of where this question is coming from, is that it makes sense if that ball gets scorched on the ground to me in the place that I'm standing. We know that that's probably a pretty small percentage of the balls that get hit. But those balls are you make it or you don't. Right. I mean, but, but I think the idea is that so a ready position and glove positioning that allows me to play more balls and to be ready to move quicker makes more sense. So the idea if I'm an outfielder, you know, so we'll just jump to the other extreme. So the third baseman, I can see thinking that you need to be ready for that hard hit ball that's low to the ground because that might happen and you're pretty close. So, you know, the reaction time is quick and all that stuff. But whether that's 100% accurate or not, I think we've already raised some questions. If I'm an outfielder, being all bent over and hunched over waiting for a ground ball to get hit to me is really kind of foolish. Sure, with your glove on the ground. <laughs> yeah, if, if I'm out there, my ready position in the outfield has me taking a step in and getting really low means I'm probably going to be really slow getting up and moving and then taking a drop step, good strong drive step in the direction of wherever the ball's really going. You know, I think to me, this whole discussion comes back to kind of a common sense approach. Very few of the balls get hit right to where I'm at no matter what position I'm in. So being in a position, a ready position, expecting that to happen is probably wishful thinking and might not be as productive as a good dynamic athletic position where I can move. And I can move my glove and I can move my body as quickly as possible. So whatever position I'm playing, to me, that's more what I would be advocating. If my third base position is a little bit lower to the ground, that makes sense to me, sure. but totally committed to glove on the ground doesn't. You know, if I'm in the middle infield, if I'm a shortstop, second baseman, being glove on the ground, totally committed to a ball on the ground before it gets hit, that doesn't make sense to me because chances are I'm going to have to move side to side, charge, drop, step, whatever it is when that ball gets hit. So a ready position there that's more neutral and has me ready to go in any direction makes more sense to me. No, I think that that's, uh, that's pretty fair. And you think about the amount of space that a third baseman has to cover from side to side is more limited because of the time available right. from the ball hit than a shortstop, yeah. than to a left fielder. Yeah. To be in a position to move is much more important for a shortstop. Right. Even for the corner positions, you know, one of the things you hear all the time is the third baseman should be positioning herself so she can dive and cover the line or reach reach and dive or one step and a dive you know you kind of hear a lot of these different catchphrases for how they should be positioning themselves but the thing that i think is important in all those catchphrases is we're talking about moving yeah right if my ready position has me butt super low glove on the ground and then a ball gets hit to my right down the line as a third baseman guess what i've got to do i've got to raise up move my body one crossover step crossover step and now that crossover step's probably going to be low but it's not going to have my glove dragging across the ground i'm going to get up and move so you're to to your point tori we always need to be in an athletic position right that we're capable of doing things yeah right and so glove positioning to me i like i said before i would teach everybody the same thing whether it's a third baseman shortstop second baseman center fielder that that ready position has me moving so that my glove and my hand are both Thumb up, pinky down, in front of my body as I move into that ready position where my body's good and dynamic. I'm on the balls of my feet. 
And I'm trying to time this so that right when the ball gets to home plate, my body is like a coiled spring that's ready to go. Up or down, either Up, way. down, right, left, forward, back, whatever it needs to be. And I think that if we're working on a ready position that includes glove positioning that allows that to happen, to me, that's the best of both worlds. And again, you know, we, we've kind of joked about in the past that there have been a lot of different gimmicks and gadgets and you know, hopping up and down and you know, <laughs> taking baby steps and all that stuff. You know, the one thing I tell people all the time, if you want to see fielding done at the highest possible level, you need to watch YouTube videos of major leaguers doing it. There's no sexism involved with it. You can also include cis baits and a lot of other really great softball players. And here's what I would tell you to do. If you want to know the best way to do it, watch those people do it and then adjust it a little bit, tailor it a little bit to fit your ability to level. Your abilities, yeah. But but that's a pretty good idea. Anything that's exaggerated, anything that's extreme, you know, just like we've talked about in the past of, you know, if it doesn't make sense, if it doesn't look logical, if it doesn't feel natural, if it doesn't feel comfortable, you know, if it might not be the best approach to take. And so if my fielding position, my ready position has me doing something that's really awkward. Awkward or yep. or unrealistic in comparison to what probably is going to happen when the ball gets hit then I think we need to be adjusting it. And I think we want to uh, establish consistency in it. You know, whatever yeah. approach, whatever is, is workable with our abilities, we want to create something that we can be consistent with. Right. Just because uh, a certain school does one thing or a certain yeah. person does one thing doesn't mean it's the only way to do it. But I think, you know, again, a, a little bit of common sense, a little bit of uh, common logic, it goes a long ways. Um, so again, my, my way of thinking is a good dynamic ready position has your palms facing each other, thumb up, pinky down, body's ready to move in every direction. When that ball gets to the hitting zone, when it gets you know through the hitting zone, that your body should feel like you're ready to go in every direction. And if you're doing that... Corners down lower? Then a little bit. Are they standing but, tall? But they're or? not going to stand tall, but they're going to be athletic. They're going to be dynamic. More than an outfielder. Right. An outfielder is probably going to be even more upright, a little bit more, little more yeah. but, but still the same thing. You know, weight up on the balls of your feet, ready to move. In an okay? athletic position. Right. Yeah. And, and again, because just think, you know, we, we'll use third base as the perfect example. For every ball that gets hit in that 10-foot square area that you're covering, hunched over, glove on the ground, you're getting 99 balls that you got to range to your left, you got to range to your right, you got to drop step, you got to charge. But I am and, seeing them lower than an outfielder. Right. But not so low that they've got to get up and get moving again. You oh, know, absolutely. Yeah, and that's yeah. to me the thing that I think that, that we're happening. I think that's kind of what Jesse's point was. If I'm so low that my glove's on the ground, if it doesn't get hit in between my legs, if it's yeah. outside the range of my base, I'm going to have to move to go get it. Am I really helping myself by being that low if now I have to rise up to start moving to start making a play. Third base is a good example because if that ball gets bunted, guess what? You're going to get up and run forward. You're not going to run with your glove on the ground dragging across like it's a bulldozer. You know, yeah. I mean, it just it doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, I mean, unless you're you know, really good at the crab walk or that's, whatever. That's what's frustrating when you get a number four hitter that can bunt well. But Jesse, we ho I hope that that kind of gives you some idea. Um, you know, I'm not a fan of the glove flat on the ground for anybody as a ready position. If anybody wants to argue, you got a reason why that the, that's the only way to do it. Come on board. We'll we'll, we'll get I you on the podcast. To, I hope we get to watch some college ball and see what Absolutely. everybody's doing. I love it. So that's going to wrap up episode number sixty-four for Coach Don McKinley and our producer Stan Lewis. Is Coach Tory in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio? 
saying thanks for listening. And if you have any ideas, suggestions, or comments, fastpitchprep at gmail.com or everythingfastpitch at gmail.com. Have a good day, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>